can see all your joy. I can see the world for you. This is the City Breakfast Show, the city's biggest conversation. Join the conversation on the City Breakfast Show on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash city97.3, Twitter at twitter.com forward slash city973, and Instagram at instagram.com forward slash city973 with the hashtag CityCBS. The City Breakfast Show. Rise above the noise. I'm the money. I'm the money. Welcome back to our Conversations on Trade here at the sidelines of the WTO Forum happening here at Geneva. My name is Bernard Avle, trying to understand some of the key trade issues as far as the Global South are concerned, in particular Sub-Saharan Africa. My guest for this session is Jane Nalunga, an expert on trade, fiscal and investment related issues, vast experience and expertise in analyzing national, regional and international trade, and of course, from Uganda. Good to have you on the show. Thank you so much, Bernard, for having me. In the first part, Sylvester spoke more about the issues that the WTO needs to address, but there are two sides to the coin. African countries have a lot of work to do. Ghana recently launched our trade vulnerability report, which essentially shows that we export to 161 countries, but we import from 192 countries. So it's already an imbalance there. Yes. And when you look at the volume as well, mm-hmm. we also export cocoa yeah. raw, gold raw, timber raw, we export finished products. That seems to be the case of many African countries. Why, why is this so? Okay, uh, maybe on the exports of uh, the, the exports we are sending out, the raw exports, you can add on our children. In Uganda, we are exporting with, you know, our children. Which is really, you know, which is really sad. So why? What's happening? And this is what has been happening all along. Um, the challenge really is internal, but also external factors. I will start with the internal factors. Internally, when I look at, at my country, like Uganda and other countries, the policies we are following are not right. The policies are sometimes imposed from outside. As you know, um, the World Bank and IMF imposed on us the structured adjustment programs. They told us liberalize. They told us privatize, deregulate. We liberalized. We opened up our economies. And you know Ghana. Take an example of Ghana. We used to produce tomato and making tomato paste. Tomato paste came in very cheaply. In Uganda, we used to produce textiles. A, a, a very lucrative textile value chain producing cotton, producing yarn, producing clothes, and we used to export them to the US as catchy. You know, we used to export shirts to Harrods. We no longer do that. We liberalized. And for me, I think that was not a right policy to do. Today, because for me, I believe Africa we can trade our way out of poverty. Today, when you look at the amount of money our budget as countries we spend on agriculture, it's minimum. Our African leaders agreed in Maputo that we are going to spend 10% of our budget to agriculture. None. Most countries, my country spends 3% 
of the total budget to agriculture. You know? Yet we are an agricultural country. When you go to trade and industry, it is the same. My country is spending 0.3% of our budget on trade and industry. You know? So when you add on that liberalization, we are not putting money there. Then you add on what's happening outside because trade is negotiated. Trade is money, you know, and you get what you negotiate, not what you deserve. So when we go for negotiations, they tell us liberalize, we agree, you know. They tell us don't put export taxes on your produce. Export taxes is where you put taxes on exports so that you discourage the export of raw materials. Mm -hmm. We agree. You know, so you find that we are, we are, we don't know what we want as Africa. We have come up with a continental free trade area, which is commendable. I support the CFT. It's our baby. So that we can be able to trade internally. Because all those countries which you, you mentioned, Ghana trades with, there are few in Africa. All so if them. you look at the trade report for Ghana, our major export partners, you're right, Switzerland, and then Europe, North America, Canada, South Africa. But Burkina Faso is a very important trade partner. Mm -hmm. So there's a certain window for African countries. So because, for example, there are landlocked countries like Niger, Mali, mm -hmm. and Burkina Faso, mm -hmm. they, they tend to depend on Ghana for some of their... But it's re-exports. Some of that is re-export, but some of that is also agriculture. When, when for example, the Niger civil uh, uh, coup d'etat happened, there was a challenge with onions into Ghana because we import onions from Niger. So how do you see the Africa free trade in addressing, because people say we produce the same things. Not really. So can you explain? Yeah, yeah, not really. We don't really produce the same things like you have said. They already food. Food, for example, Uganda. Uganda, Kenya, import sometimes maize from outside, from Mexico, but we can be able to feed them with maize. So we can start there so there we can be able to grow our intra-regional trade but we need to plan it we need to plan it because for me what i think africa is lacking is actual planning and putting money where our mouth is when you look at the cft it was signed by almost all african leaders but when when it came to the protocol free movement of people uh -uh, people didn't sign it because we fear each other, you know? So we need to think. And when you look at the infrastructure, take an example, there was the, the Guided Trade Initiative. And I remember Ghana traded with um, uh, uh, Rwanda and Kenya. But the things took three months from Kenya to Ghana. So we need to think about the infrastructure. Because we were wired to our colonial masters, we need to think about that. We need to think about our productive capacities because trade is about products, either good or service, and we need to grow them. They, they have to be to a certain standard. So we need to look at the quality and the quantity of the products we are going to, to, to exchange and sell among our, ourselves. We in West Africa, look at East Africa sometimes with admiration because from where we sit, 
I think the common market of East and Central Africa, Comesa, Southern Africa, seems to be more functional than ECOWAS. We, we could be wrong, because we also hear sometimes of these challenges with grains and the wars. But it seems to me that the East Africans are better integrated than the West. The real question is, should AFTA start from a regional perspective, Central Africa, SADC, COMESA, ECOWAS, before then we scale it up? Or should we start collectively? And Bernard, when you look at the Lagos plan of action, that's what it was supposed to be, that the regional blocks are the building blocks mm. for the, the Africa continental free trade area. And that's how it should be really. Uh, but and maybe that's where we need a rethink. How do we do it? You know, because for me, I believe it should be the building blocks. But when we also talk about trade within uh, the um, the rigs, I think it's important to build regional value chains. You know, for example, take an example of pharmaceuticals. You can't say a country like Uganda can be able to uh, to make their own vaccines. That's, we need those regional value chains. Pharmaceuticals, let Kenya produce the inputs, Kenya do this, and we have regional value chains. So the CFTA should also be looking at that. Instead of saying we exchange maize for milk and that, you know, so let us go up, up the ladder. Let us plan bigger, you know, plan bigger internally, put finances there, put policies there and that's the only way we can be able to make demands here you know because if you are traveling a journey you know and there is an obstacle and you know that obstacle can be removed when you come to Geneva then you come to Geneva to demand to remove that obstacle final question um, Jane we've spoken about WTO multilateralism spoken about after but Trade is done by people, individuals. What's your message to African entrepreneurs, people who are trying to add value to textiles, producing coffee that they can export, or chocolate bars on a small scale? Do they have a role to play in this conversation at all? Yeah, they have a role to play. One, because they are the people who are holding the baby. One, they should have their voices heard. They should have their voices heard in the policies at national level, the CFTA level, the WTO level. They should make sure that the policies which are put in place, the actions which are put in place, work for them. Wonderful. We've been speaking to Jane Nalunga, who is a trade expert 